Hey, I'm Emily. And I'm Emily. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Coming Up Roses. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode in my new series, Focus to the Future. Um, today, we're going to be talking about graduate school with my roommate, Marissa. You can say hello oh, now. hello. I wasn't sure how this worked. <laughs> yes. Um, I was telling her earlier, I literally don't edit anything. I always say I'm going to edit, and then I don't because it's too much work. But we're going to be talking about grad school today because both Marissa and I have applied to grad school mm-hmm. and are interested in grad school. Um, and I feel like I always talk about Marissa, but she's never been on the podcast. And I thought this would be a good episode because um, she is doing the grad school thing, but obviously it's a different perspective than me, a performing arts major. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of wanted to talk about that. And like I said on my announcements episode, this is going to be part of a series. So this week is all about grad school and applications and how that looks. And then the next week's will be about different careers. So to start, tell us a little about you. Tell us about what you do and you know tell the people <laughs> yeah so I'm currently a senior at UMKC with Emily Woohoo! So <laughs> literally grew up so excited to graduate in May um, so I'm a political science and communication student um, I work for an elected official um, city council within Kansas City Missouri specifically um, and I'm interested in applying, well, I'm already in the process of applying for graduate school for my master's of public administration. Yeah, so just to kind of start off, because obviously political science and communications are within College of Arts and Sciences. Yes. I'm conservatory. Very different things. Very different things and very different paths to graduate school. So why did you specifically decide to go into graduate school post our graduation in May? Yeah, so given, like, the current world situation we're in, Mm -hmm. I felt like this is a perfect opportunity for me to take to really dive deeper into my major um, and kind of just hone my skills within the political science era. Like, like everything to do with political science is just experience, 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 Mm -hmm. and um, kind of building those those skills and connections is a great thing to do within graduate school. and I also one day want to be able to work within a private company working on their um, political communication side or their political liaisons. Um, so this is just a great way to really learn more and make myself more attractive to future employers. Yeah, I think just like what I know about different fields, it seems like some fields really necessitate eventually getting a graduate degree, yes. which is unfortunate but um I'm, I'm the same way I feel like with the current state of the world and just the limited opportunities that a lot of 2021 mm-hmm. grads are having it honestly makes the most sense to just keep the momentum going of you know we already are we're used to like online school we're used mm-hmm. to like the grind we've been on for the past four years um for me it's a little bit different you don't even need a college degree to be a professional dancer none of my professors have college degrees Um, A couple of them do. A lot of them have, like, other forms of education and, like, training to be where they are. But, yeah, like, most of my professors don't even have college degrees. Um, So grad school is really just exactly what you said, like, more time to hone my skills Mm -hmm. um, and more time to build connections. And for performing arts, it's also a time to, like, 
experiment creatively without real consequences because you're like in school (laughs) and so the program I applied to is like choreography performance and so I could choreograph a bunch of stuff and if it sucks like oh well it was the school's funding so Mm -hmm. whoops um I also feel like I'm kind of scared into the real world and so I was like oh grad school totally agree (laughs) basically just college never want to graduate (laughs) um so what has your application and what let's actually start for what has the process of looking for grad schools that you're interested in applying to been like yeah so for me looking for a graduate program has been the most difficult part of applying and just even like getting into a program I feel like picking a school and sorting through the amount of programs that are offered just even within the United States I've even looked at international programs because they're great as well especially within poli-sci world um a lot of schools that are extremely well respected in this kind of area of study aren't in the United States but then it's just where do you want to go where do you want to be what are you looking for in a program Mm -hmm. has been so hard because there's so many options even for me like looking at master's of public administration programs like the subset of what focuses are within those degrees so if you want to focus on policy, speech writing, political communication. There are so many different options and just picking that program has been so difficult. And for what I've from what I've learned so far, kind of leaning on the advice of your advisors, your teachers, um, any colleagues that you have um, has really helped me through that. I've been able to talk with some of my professors and They've offered me advice on certain programs, offered me connections and letters of recommendation if they know someone in the program already. And it's just hard, even with all of that help, to finally pick one. And I mean, I'm still bouncing between three different programs at the current moment. And I feel like what's hard about grad school too, and this is kind of maybe more dance, but it could be the same for you and you can tell me otherwise, is like, the programs themselves like the degree you're getting is pretty broad Mm -hmm. like it's dance or this area but like the actual program is kind of like well since you're an adult with a college degree you can kind of make it what you want and so then it's deciding like okay this one offers me this opportunity so for me it was like with the university I applied to for my graduate program it's like you basically get to choose your own adventure and that's why I picked it whereas like other schools it was more focused but the fact that it isn't focused meant that the application process was really stressful because I basically had to decide today what I want to be doing in grad school for the next year so you feel like that's just kind of similar with a lot of your master's programs yeah I agree the programs are super broad themselves but then the requirements of each different program at a different university, they might be different. They might require a residency. They might require an internship or some in-person classes, or they might be totally online. You can graduate in two years or five years. You can graduate in a year and a half in some places. It's kind of just, it's forced me to sit down and actually think about where do I wanna be in two years? Where do I wanna be in three years? What kind of lifestyle do I wanna be living while I'm in graduate school? Do I want to work? Do I just want to focus on school? There are so many options that are available with every graduate program. You can really do whatever you want during them or not. So Yeah. And you, just from talking to Marissa about the program she's looking into, it's like, well, if you do this one, it'll take you two years. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's 
it's gonna be like more classes more this well if you do it this this version it's like three years but you, like you don't get these benefits of this thing it's just like even within the own program it's like well you could do the two year or the three year or the five year and it's yeah. like you can do it online you can do it in person you can do dual enrollment like you can be on this campus in this location yeah like there are multiple um locations for one of the schools that i'm i'm like applying to and they say oh well, you can go to the north location or the south location or you can be online or you can be like totally like remote or you can be in person like it's just so much to just like consider each program has its own benefits and kind of drawbacks which has been like the hardest for me of balancing like what is the most important for me um and what am i looking for in a program like for me i'm wanting something that's online because i want to continue to work while i'm in graduate school but a lot of programs they only offer online if you already have like five years of work experience which has been hard for me because i don't i definitely don't have that as a as a person who's about to graduate college. Right. <laughs> I have a few internships here and there and some part-time employment within like city government, but I don't have enough to fulfill the requirements to get certain types of degrees at universities. So it's just been trying to find that balance of what is the most important to me and like what is like, where's like the line that I'm gonna draw like of the program that I, I have to be in or don't want to be in. Yeah, and just like hearing you vocalize like weighing those pros and cons these aren't just I feel like in undergrad it's so structured like for the most part you go for four years um only until recently I've known people who've done like um like Emily has talked about other Emily has talked about like doing the fully online thing like that's mm -hmm. something kind of new not just because of the pandemic but otherwise yeah. um but these are like big decisions like which campus online you know do I want to do three years and yeah. just get it done you know that kind of yeah. thing so or do you want to move or yeah do, yeah, do where, you want to pick up and move where do you want to be like not that's very these these just all feel like more weighty decisions than my yeah. undergrad decision was yeah. so because options are totally like limitless it's yeah. not like it's not like college where you're deciding oh like I'm only going to be, like, an hour away from home, like, because I'm going to go home sometimes, but, like, graduate school, it's kind of, like, it's, like, your first trial in adulting away from, like, your family and, like, the structure that you've grown up with. Yeah, just literally, <laughs> your first trial of adulting, because it's just, like, well, you're kind of an adult now, so you have to make okay. these decisions yeah. for you. So, kind of talking in that same vein, what do you suggest people look for in a graduate program, kind of across the board? whether it be in your field or in something else or whatever. Yeah. What so advice do you have? I actually spoke with one of my, my favorite professors, literally love her. Um, I spoke with her pretty deeply about what I should be looking for in a graduate program. What are some like red flags? What, what are some incredible benefits to a program? So I personally have been looking at like faculty size and what resources that campus offers. So um, a lot of places I've come to find out that they don't offer graduate scholarships, which is something that yeah. when, when graduate school costs like $50,000 sometimes in total, I mean, I've even found programs that are $80,000 for completion and they don't offer a single graduate scholarship. So like looking at the cost versus what they will offer you, if they'll offer you research grants, if there's any opportunities for research if they have their own research labs for like 
like studying or theorizing anything. Um, I also, I think, I, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but faculty sizes, that's something that's super important to me. Um, looking at that balance of the attention I will get as a student and the help that is available to me. Um, because having a large graduating class or cohort within graduate school and having low faculty numbers is probably not something that would be beneficial. That's a good point. Yeah, and I also, as a female, I love to see when colleges prioritize having both male and female professors because some graduate programs there, depending on the field that you're in, especially within political science, it's a lot of men within the field. Um, mm. So I like seeing that programs that have prioritized having female professors um, or even like female grad assistants that they have within the programs. But um, something else that's pretty, I think, important when looking at a grad program is the outside benefits that they offer. So if they require you to have an internship, which a lot of them do, or if they require you to do a residency within a program that they have in their area, so kind of just looking at what they will offer you to be a student like they are not like they should be coming to you really and offering you as much as they can because they should want you as a student you shouldn't just have to like beg to go there because like they're so cool and they're so great they should be offering you something in return as a student like it's not just like oh, i'm gonna sit here i'm gonna do my work and you're gonna hand me a degree i want it to have like meaning behind it i want it yeah. to be like a respected program that everyone knows is like it's rigorous for like research intensity or it's rigorous in like public involvement or community involvement so you should look for programs that offer you something in return you hit the nail on the head right at the beginning when you said that a lot of them don't offer grad scholarships mm -mm. um a lot of times it is like well if you're gonna be 20 something or older you can pay for this yourself, right? And no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> graduate degrees are very expensive. Um, and for me, it's like if I do it now, my financial situation is obviously going to be different than if I wait till I'm older. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know when I talked about this or if I ever did, but like I eventually want to be a college professor, so I need a master's degree. Yeah. Um, and there is a program that I... I, I, I like, I would be fine doing it. I missed the deadline to apply. I didn't hear about it till too late, but it is fully funded for their dance graduate majors. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, this program I applied to, not the case. You can be a teaching assistant and make money mm -hmm. that way, but it's basically like a part-time job. Yikes. So it's kind of like, you know, there, and it, I've noticed this in, and I can talk about this more when we talk about the application process, like the undergrads are definitely prioritized. That's where your moneymaker is. They live on campus. They use campus resources more so. So, like, schools that don't have a huge grad population mm -hmm. are going to offer less grad resources. I definitely noticed that when um, several months ago I was still looking into going to grad school for non-dance-related things mm -hmm. um, and not dancing anymore. I've decided against that ultimately. But, um, like, a school I looked at does not have a huge grad population like their thing is not grad school it's their undergrad population and there was like nothing offered it was like here's one little information pocket about grad stuff mm -hmm. that's all you get sorry like we don't prioritize that and that's fine like not every school has that when I applied to the University of Illinois they had a huge grad um program I didn't apply there as a grad I applied there as undergrad but 
that was just something that really surprised me was like financial situation is on you I guess yeah uh, <laughs> good luck yeah like okay like you're here pay us <laughs> please give us eighty thousand dollars oh um, my goodness programs that are crazy expensive and don't offer any scholarships and they're uh, less than four years so you're paying oh, more yeah. than your undergrad and it's like for less time and it's like oh well the thought process is like oh you can like rush through it and it'll probably cost less no you're paying per credit <laughs> um it's not like a semester like flat fee like like some universities are um i wish but it's always <laughs> per course and that does not typically include any university perks like undergrad does. Like, yikes. Yeah. And often you aren't um, able to access student, like, university housing either. No. So if you have to move. Oh, no. They're like, oh, no, these are for our undergrad friends. Um, you can go live off campus. <laughs> Good luck. Have fun. Um, TTYL. No, it is – it's definitely been – been interesting to like look into these different schools and be like oh they really sell this a different way than I originally thought but moving kind of into the application process because that is something I've completed and you are I'm in process in the process so hard so what does that process look like for you overall just like how you've had to like approach it what things like have surprised you what it looks like in the day-to-day well I think what you heard me complain most about is um the standardized tests that you often will have to take if you want to apply for grad school. So, like, the GRE. The GRE. Oh, I don't want to take it. It's not something that I want to prioritize right now, but it is required for almost every single program that I am looking to gain entry into. And it's – me as a poli-sci student, I haven't done math since I was a junior <laughs> in high school. I can't do it. It's, I mean, I do, of course, like, basic math, like, like, computing, like, election results and things like that, or any type of statistics, but I'm not doing word problems. I haven't done that in so long. Word problems. No! I, I often help the kids that I nanny with their math homework, and I sometimes have to pretend, oh my gosh, I have to go let the dog out, because I don't know how to answer the math question that they are asking. (laughs) And it's like... It's really hard, but I've noticed that every single program has different requirements, though, for applications. So some want you to take the GRE, some don't. Some want four letters of recommendation, some only want two emails of references. Others want, like, resumes, some want CVs, or a lot of them, like, want cover letters or um, a statement of purpose. And then others, like, the program that I'm mainly interested in wants me to present a fully functioning public policy issue like like fix to a public policy issue and I have to write an entire paper and conduct research before I'm even admitted they'll even consider me (laughs) which is hilarious I just that just is so incredible to me because like First of all, they know that the application is ongoing while probably a lot of their applicants are still in school. Yeah. Like, why was this not due either later or sooner than the the semester? And And what I'm finding, which is really interesting to me, is I've always been in this, like, thought process of, oh my gosh, like... Like, everyone who's going to grad school, like, no matter what it is, like, you have to apply before you leave college. Like... 
from my understanding, a lot of years, Emily, have been due, like, at the beginning of this year, mm-hmm. or they're due very soon. A lot of my applications aren't due until July. That's so yeah. stressful to me. Because it's very stressful. Wouldn't you like to know what you're doing before July? I would love to know what I'm doing before July. I would love to be able to tell our marketing chair for DZ yeah. <laughs> what I am doing so she can post about me and tell everyone how cool I am. But I literally have no clue what I'm doing. Yeah. Because I don't know where I'm going to be, where I'm going to be working after like college. It's just everything's up in the air because the applications are due so late. And I was anticipating knowing probably by like the middle of April, I was hoping. Yeah, I mean, no. the whole reason I'm doing this series is because I thought I would know by March 1st. And I haven't, I haven't even heard from my grad school, which I applied to January 2nd. Um, A whole other story there. <laughs> not to like, call anybody out, but no, it, it's fine. Um, yeah. That's just so interesting to me because, yeah, I think my mindset has always been I'm in school everyone else is in school so they're gonna let us they're gonna applications gonna be due January I'll know by February and that hasn't been the case I mean when I was back looking at programs for higher education administration those applications were one of them was due in August and school starts in August yeah and they were really gonna let you just waltz in some programs that I've I've seen they will admit you up until the week classes start and it's all like rolling after like the end of July for a lot of these programs like they're not going to cut you off and I just find that so incredibly strange because I'm used to seeing my friends because we're at a school that's a lot science-based degrees Mm -hmm. and so I'm used to seeing my friends like knowing where they're going to be going to med school or where like they're going to be going for their graduate degrees or their research like like placements and they're like posting about it and I'm like well I wish I could which is like really silly of me but like I want to show people like I'm doing something too after graduation but it's like the real fact is like I'm not gonna know for probably like a little bit longer because they're not even deciding on applications yet and it, it feels like we don't have plans for next year and like yeah plans are in motion they just can't be executed when the due date and the decisions have not been made no um and you'll hear me talk about probably the exact same situation when I talk about dance career and nine to five job career, um, yes. because kind of like, also kind of like people are extending deadlines and giving grace because of you know the pandemic. Yeah. But um, no, my process, I, um, I'm the person who's in charge of like sending emails to the dance program, and I saw a. Email come through about Temple University's graduate dance program. I looked into it. My One of my professors is actually applying to a program they have as well. And he was like, yeah, you should apply. And so I, the application was due January 2nd. And I did not start it until very soon before the deadline. Because um, I was like, oh, it's the holidays. Like, I'll worry about it later. <laughs> Just work on it over break. Yeah. Um, and so I very stressfully did it um, right after the new year. And. I still haven't heard back from them. Um, that's kind of been a very that's stressful, stressful, frustrating process. Because um, I just like to know at this <laughs> point. <laughs> I just want to know if I got in or not. But for me, it was application, two references, resume, all that stuff, um, an audition. Um, so I had to film myself doing a solo and put it on like a little website that a lot of dance programs use. Um, 
did the video and then I did um, a lot of like short essays about my goals in the program and they spanned everything from like you know what do you like to do outside of dance to like what what would you use your resources at our university on within dance mm -hmm. um so it was very stressful. I thought the essays had to be 2,000 words a piece. Oh. They'd be 2,000 characters. So then I had to chop my 2,000 word papers to 2,000 characters. That's so hard to do. <laughs> Taking all your thoughts and putting them in a box. Oof. Well, it's, I wish I'd found out sooner because I was really stretching. Like, I was, really, I was so redundant. And then it was like... Like, taking all the apostrophes <laughs> yeah. out of, like, contraction then words. Then it was like, all back in. But, um, so that's what my process has looked like. Um, and... and Go ahead. Like, like the dance programs, like the graduate dance programs, I find it so incredibly amazing that you're able to submit some of your work that you've done, like, like dances and like you've talked about putting together your like little reels with everything. Yes, and reels. I love that you're able to kind of like show like what you've learned because like that's so important, especially in a dance mm -hmm. career, but like. For other graduate programs, you don't really have the opportunity to do that. That's it's send me your resume and we'll look at your transcript and we'll see if you fit our criteria. And I just don't. For me, it's the whole how are they judging me based like like on like what on, are what are they doing? Yeah, on like arbitrary things. That's yeah, like so GPA. crazy you mentioned that because I got coffee with my big today and her brother, um, is he was a voice major and he mm -hmm. is in like opera and he's applying to grad school too he's been out of college for a bit longer but um she was like talking about it in the sense of she's in pharmacy school and so for her it was like it's an, an accelerated program so all she really had to do was send her transcript and they were like yep you're good like you can be in grad come school come on in <laughs> yeah you can be in grad school um good luck and she's incredibly me, smart <laughs> yeah she she's fine yeah she's gonna she'll be fine she'll be doing great things but for me it's like I was talking to her about how it's like okay so I sent temple all my stuff well now they're going to review my dance stuff after they've seen my transcript and once they review my dance stuff then it's an interview like for performing That's arts so we get this opportunity to like really showcase who we are but it it feels like the stakes are higher mm -hmm. and I'll talk about this with my when we talk about dance careers but it's that same with dance companies it's like we got eight rounds of auditions and like show us something different at each stage so yeah. It, it's like a double-edged sword. You either mm -hmm. get to showcase a bunch with, like, like that one school that's wanting you to do, like, the public policy Oh, up. the paper? Yeah, yeah the, the literal paper. The literal research. Not and, like you're in school. Yeah, and it's not like I'm in school. I work for an elected official, and I'm a nanny. Like, it's not like I have anything else going on. Like, I, I just sit at home all day, actually. Wishing for something I, like this. You know, I just sit... I ride the bus all day as Emily wishes she could do. Sometimes I just want to not have anything to do in a day and also not care that I don't have anything just to do no and just life. ride public transportation. But No, no big brain. No just, big, just no thoughts. Just no thoughts. Just, <laughs> I wish. It's like you get the opportunity to showcase who you are in a really tangible sense. Yes. But it's a lot of work. Yeah. Or you can, ha you can be graded on totally arbitrary things, which can yeah. hurt you. Yeah. So... That's tough. Yeah, um, it's what, very tough. Speaking of tough, what has been the most difficult thing about applying to grad school? For me, it's the, like, we've been discussing, like, the differences between each <clears throat> program. Like, I, the top two programs that I'm interested in, like, because my degree is so focused, like, 
political science and communications, one of those very, very focused. Political science is so uber like specific, yeah. but communications is so broad. For me, it's like picking a program that balances the two and like I have to find something that complements one another. Like I can't just like be like, okay, I want to get a master's in political science. Like that exists, but like it's it's harder to come by and it's harder to utilize. For me, it's like expanding on like what my degree already is to bring it into another field and make it even more relevant to like finding a career or being attractive to any employer. Um, so just like literally picking the program, not not like the university or school, but like what do I want to get a master's in? Like there's literally like so many options my top two is a master's in political communication and then the other one is a master's in um, public administration and public policy like those are two totally different things but they still relate back to both of my degrees in my undergrad work so I remember going to one of my advisors and my professors and I'm like hey I'd love to talk to you about grad school and she's like okay um and she just like very timidly asked me like have you picked a master's program that you're interested in like like a degree style and I'm like yeah and she's like oh thank goodness she's like I thought like because there's so many different options out there like yeah like I've seen programs that are masters in um like political like and it's focused on cyber crime. It's like political cyber crime stuff. And I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> that is so specific. But it's also like, like I can't even think of a person who would have that type of job. Like there are so many options. Like within each like graduate school, like they'll have like multiple different degree options. It's it's hard to pick one because like you see like one and it's like being a kid in a candy store. Like Like, you literally are just like, I want that, I want that, but I also want that. And then they also offer, like, graduate certificates, which is just, like, a whole... Totally different thing. Totally different thing. And I'm like, wait, they offer, like, a graduate certificate in, like, speech writing? I want that, too. And then, like, you're sitting there and you're like, wait, if I do all of the things that I want to do, I'm going to be, like, (laughs) $20,000, like, in debt per year. (laughs) And, two. My thing was like, oh, well, I'll just apply to, like, all these grad schools. But, like, one application took a ton of time. Yes. It was not realistic for me to just apply to all of them and see what no. happens. It's and it's same. also very expensive to yeah. apply. <laughs> Every time you apply, it's, like, 60, 70 bucks a pop. Yeah, you got to pay for your transcript. you got to pay for your application fee. If you have to take a standardized test, you also have to pay for that. Oh. That, I mean, I had the exact same approach as undergrad. I was like, I'll just apply to all these schools. My parents oh, were like, no, no, like, no, don't work like that, sister. No, girl, girl, pick, um, pick five, maybe. <laughs> pick a few, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. But the hardest part for me, I think, was just getting over the hump of, like, well, the hardest part has been out of my control, which is just, like, getting responses from them and dealing mm-hmm. with that. And that's hard. Um, when it, Especially at school, it's literally not in the same time zone as me, like, just kind of giving them grace but um for me it was just like getting over the hump of you are graduating you need to start taking action for your future because my parents just kept being like what are you doing next year what are you doing next year and it was well it was well intended it was just to kind of motivate me out of love made me very anxious (laughs) and I was like I don't want to leave college I'm pretty good at college like oh I love school (laughs) 
Yeah, like I've got, got this on lock. I've had the same professors for four years. Um, I don't really have to try like anything crazy hard because I know what to expect. Like it's just the same work ethic, mm-hmm. you know, not that I don't work hard, but it's, you know, I know what to expect. So mm-hmm. I don't have to like mentally prepare myself every day for battle. So it's just like, <laughs> that was the hardest part for me. But what's something you wish you knew before you started this wonderful process? Um, whenever I started looking at graduate schools, I was kind of doing it on my own. I was just looking at it like with my mom um, my dad was, he's a very supportive man. Um, but anytime I talk about it, he's like, all right, I'm going to go do something else. But for me, it's just like leaning on those around you and asking for help and support. So asking your advisors, asking your professors, asking any of your friends who are in graduate programs, like, what can I do to like make myself like different, set myself apart from the other candidates. Um, and it's also like, I wish I would have known that, like, it's okay to ask for, like, letters of reference. Like, they're not going to get mad at you. Like, and they're not going to be like, oh, another thing I have to do. Like, a lot of people, when you ask them to write you a letter of recommendation, it's obviously you're coming from a place of I respect you and I know other people will respect your opinion. Mm, Um, That's a good way to put it. Yeah, so don't feel stressed or bad about asking for a letter of recommendation. You are not inconveniencing them. It, it probably is an honor that you would like them to write you a letter of recommendation. Yeah. That, that is definitely scary, though, to be like, hey, will you talk really great about me? Yeah. Um, you yelled at me in class the other day, but I would love a glowing review. Or like, yeah, like sometimes I turn my assignments in a little late or like, oh, like, yeah, like sometimes at work, like I'll forget to email someone back or I'll like have to like take a day or two off of work because I'm sick. Like they... They don't care. Like, I promise you. Because I think what was important, and my professor actually literally had me send an email today that was like, if you ask the professors for letter of recommendations, make sure to remind us so we know to do it. Like, she had yes. me send that to the whole department. Like, for, I think for my professors, and just like, I've had my Panhellenic advisor write me letters mm-hmm. of rec and stuff, and she's always like, it's a good reflection of our program, of our university, of our organization, yeah. to have people like, applying to higher education yeah. we're in higher education this is higher higher education yeah. so it's like like no it's good for them to be like involved in that mm-hmm. and to be supporting you in that mm-hmm. for me what I wish I knew was just that like I'm trying to give a way to word this without making it sound really bad <laughs> that like just because it's a well-respected university doesn't mean everything's going to go perfectly like yeah this application process with temple there's been like miscommunication on my end that caused me to get some things in late they've had some difficulties um just like getting my stuff on time and like temple's a huge school and that doesn't mean that everything's going to go according to plan just yeah. because you know their website look look great you know like these are still human beings and like I'm still human and I messed up my I did not turn something in on time and I'd ask for grace and they've had to ask for grace and like getting over that frustration and remembering that like people work in admissions and it's not a robot yeah, thank no. goodness um has been has been something I like continue to have to remind myself of but last question before we kind of wrap this one up um what are your eventual career goals and how will grad school help you took a big deep breath I did take a big deep breath (laughs) so a lot of times when anytime I tell someone 
like, oh yeah, I'm a political science and communications major. They're like, oh, like you want to run for office. Like you want to be an elected official. You want to be president one day, right? And I'm like, well, no, absolutely not. (laughs) I would, I would love to be president, but, um, no, (laughs) I'd, I'd rather not. I'd rather not have that stress and anxiety being an elected official. For me, I see my career path in the private sector. Um, I really enjoyed previous work. Um, I worked at the Chamber of Commerce for a while, Mm. um, working with individual businesses and organizations and corporations, just kind of being their advocate on certain like issues within Kansas City. And what I see myself doing is working for a private organization within their government liaison department. So offering them advice and kind of working between the companies or the organizations, whatever I'm working at, with the government, um, with local officials or anything like that, and advocating for them on the issues that are important to their company. So it's similar to lobbying. I do not want to be a lobbyist, but it's, <laughs> it is very similar to lobbying, but you're working on behalf of a private company advocating to a local government. And I see that eventually... Um, kind of moving into the kind of political advising sector. So um, Mm. like people who help on campaigns, making policy statements or helping the candidates or any type of person who's hoping to be an elected official um, kind of focus their policy and making a policy stance that is feasible um because sometimes elected officials go into their campaign very green and they're like well I'm going to do this this and this and I want to be that person to be able to help guide them into kind of making a rational decision on what their stance is going to be on certain topics um that's feasible for them to obtain hopefully so kind of moving from like private sector into advising almost. And I hope to maybe someday get my my doctorate in there. Dr. Iden. Oh, Dr. Iden. I love that. I love, it has a nice ring to it. (laughs) Not a real doctor, a doctor of political science. I am a political scientist after I get my degree. I've I've claimed that. I'm calling myself oh, a political yeah. scientist. That day you walk across the stage, hopefully, yeah. um, you can Fingers say I'm crossed. a scientist of politics. Oh, that's um, amazing. <laughs> I just think it's really cool how, like, how well, and, like, obviously plans change, things happen, oh, but, yeah. like, how, <laughs> how well you've, like, mapped this and how graduate school is, like, going to benefit you. Because mm-hmm. for me, it's, like, I just know that I want, I'm more interested in choreography than I used to be, and I want to, like, more time to sit in that. I don't need grad school for that, but it would help, because you could use yeah. undergrad dancers as free labor. Um, <laughs> Little guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know I want to be a college professor one day of dance, so need a master's degree for that. If I go now, you know, whatever. If I go later, whatever. So I always... The reason I want to have Marissa on is because, A, I'm watching her go through this process as well. She watched me go through stressful temple, stressful temple life. This, but, this apartment is stressful <laughs> all the time. But um, I also just think it's, it's, very, it's very cool how you have, like, this really cool path of, like, okay, grad school is going to get me here, and then there's going to be this, and I've got mm-hmm. this going and this going. And so that's so why I thought it would be good to have you on the pod. But oh, I appreciate you asking me to be on the pod. Of course. <laughs> 
It also helps that we live in the same place, so I don't it have does. to, like, do the stupid anchor call-in thing or drive to your house. So, <laughs> um, do you have any final thoughts or advice about grad school for the people? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest pieces of advice that I've, like, found to be very, very helpful during my application process is to have a very solid and just consistent resume and cover letter. And also when you have those and you ask for letters of recommendation, send them, send them to the people you're asking for letters of recommendation. So they're able to reference back to them and like cite specific things and attributes and um, kind of experiences that you have that would shine a beautiful light on you and make you the perfect candidate for a graduate program. That's really good advice. And that's something I wish that I had, you know, like spent more time preparing myself for before getting into this process. It's just like my resume, my, I don't, I've never written a cover letter before this year. It's so um, weird. It, they're so, so weird. strange. They're very strange. And they're, they, you have to cater them to every single program or application. And I, I, I truly had not, I mean, obviously I haven't done an application for school since I applied to college, but like I, all my resumes have been so dance focused. It's like, dance, dance, dance. And this was like everything focused. And so I wish I had spent more time, like I needed that advice in December because <laughs> I wish I'd spent more time, like figuring out what that looked like. So yeah. Well, as always, whenever I have a new guest on, I always share something I love about them before we <gasps> oh end because it's always good to hype up your friends. I um, love being hyped up. No, no, like I'm not being vain here. I love being hyped up though. Um, and something I love about Marissa, sorry, I was pulling up my note that I wrote about it. <laughs> I've also, something too that, I guess I can just go right into it. Something I love about Marissa is that we share a lot of like the same like outer hobbies. Like um, we both love Harry Styles. Oh Her gosh. more than me. Um, oh, love it. Our TikTok for you pages are basically the same. They are the same. Um, we have very similar taste in music and stuff, but we have such like different paths like Marissa's mm -hmm. in college of arts and sciences like doing like public work and political science and I'm like doing the arts and we, I feel like I learn a lot from her and she like understands kind of dance more than like other people in my life do and so I feel like it's cool just how like I just love how we get to share and just like how different our college experiences are but they're mm -hmm. like still the same and something I love is like I'm always learning from Marissa whether it be I tweeted one time that I should go back on Jeopardy because I know more about pop culture now than I ever have. <laughs> but, like, I feel like I'm always learning something from Marissa, and she's always, like, wanting to learn about dance and what that looks like, and that's not something you always get in, like, especially being a performing arts major. But people just don't always choose to, like, get our program. So that's just something I've always... I've been spending this entire um, podcast, A, checking my temple status because I reminded oh, me to check goodness. it. But also, like, literally looking stuff up that, like, Marissa has been, like, bringing up to mind because that's just how she is. So, Aww, thank you. Well, this was such a good episode. What a great way to kick off the Focus to the Future series. Next week, we're going to talk all things dance career. Um, I've got two friends, uh, Sid, who you guys remember mm -hmm. from her episode, and another friend are going to be talking about what the audition process has looked like for all of us because boy is it fun during a pandemic um we love remote auditions uh we can boy, tell oh boy. <laughs> i had one today 
it, it happened. It, it really did. Um, so I will see you guys next week. Thank you again, Marissa, for hopping on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I love this. So fun. It's just fun to talk sometimes. It is. And it's like, this is like what we do every day anyways. I know. We should just pop on the recorder next time. And Maybe we doc- should get our own reality TV show or podcast. We should just have people record us all the time. A uh, YouTube series. Yes. Okay. A vlog. We're going to start vlogging. Okay. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Vlogs from our apartment. Um, Goodness. Anyways, I, of course, I said I will see you guys. Not true. But wherever you're listening, however you're listening, I hope you're having a great one. And I hope you tune in next week. Bye.